Hey guys, welcome back to the Power Over Pain podcast. I'm your host, Jenny. And today we have a special guest. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So hi guys, I am Gabby. I am from New Jersey right now, originally from Delaware. Not a Jer- not your typical Jersey girl. <laughs> um, grew up in Delaware. That's where I went to college. Uh, that's where I was born and raised. Moved to Jersey in the middle of quarantine. Um, I am an online health and fitness coach. Our job you know, our goal with health and fitness coaching is really to help women define what healthy really looks like for them since it's something that's different for everyone. Awesome. So um, today we're going to talk about how Gabby found strength in the gym, but more importantly, we are going to talk about the importance of mindset and how the right mindset can really change your life. You don't necessarily get to choose the cards that you're dealt, but you do get to decide how you play them. And I heard this quote probably like a couple of years ago at this point, and it's always stuck with me. And it said something like, your life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And I definitely thought that was really interesting and really true. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about mindset and how that changed Gabby's life. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Let's start out by, do you want to tell us how you got into fitness originally? Yeah, sure. Um, So originally I was a soccer player. That's what I did all through high school, all through college. I was a soccer player actually as well. Um, But back in high school, obviously I was a pretty competitive soccer player. So I did a lot of like strength training there and it taught me a lot of things. It also kind of sparked my interest a little bit in nutrition and into dieting and like, okay, how can I get the most out of it? But all research on my own. So eventually when I left or left and went to college and was on my own, I really just dove deep into, I didn't one really know how to train without structure of a coach. Um, so while I did was a part of the soccer team, obviously it was a much less strenuous in college than it was in um, high school because I just played for like the club team for my university. Um, It was just coached by girls on the team. So there was no coaches. There was no strength training, no strength and conditioning. It was like, okay, let's go kick the ball around and then we'll play teams. So I really had to find my own way of really working out on a consistent basis to keep myself in shape. And obviously the only thing that I knew or saw was all of the hop on the treadmill, do a ton of cardio from a nutrition perspective. I was like addicted to Pinterest. I did all the Pinterest things. It was like every single day I was like, okay, what's the next Pinterest cardio workout I can do on the elliptical. Then I'll transition to the treadmill, then the Stairmaster. And then from a nutrition perspective, diet after diet, after diet. Okay. I tried the military diet. I tried all these different, you know, crazy, crazy things. And it eventually led me down the route of my eating disorder. So my freshman year of college, I started really struggling with an eating disorder um, because I was just simply trying to do everything on my own. And the only thing that I knew was diet culture. Um, So that's kind of what got me into fitness originally. And then when I really got into what true fitness is and true health um, was actually when I, the end of my freshman year of college, Um, when I hired my health and fitness coach and actually changed my major, um, to nutrition and really learned how to fuel my body properly and got back into strength training and away from, um, all the cardio. Cause my coach kind of wrote that program for me and I had that accountability and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. And I would say, honestly, it's pretty sad that I feel like even now, but I definitely feel like a couple of years ago was a lot worse that the media is saturated with low calorie diets and low carb diets and women should be on the treadmill and doing all sorts of cardio when in reality, it should really be, let's fuel your body. Let's get strong in the weight room. So yeah, I honestly feel like so much media is just yeah wrong bad honestly detrimental information our weight facility in my college gym was actually downstairs in the basement of the gym so all the cardio equipment was like right when you walk in and you had to go downstairs to get to like the weights and the and the squat racks and things and eventually obviously I had the courage to go downstairs but not initially not originally (laughs) and I know like all the way through our senior year, like my roommates were scared to go into the basement. That's where I said all the hot, we're going to find like your future husband because all the hot guys are down there. So eventually like I went down there and obviously that's where I thrived. But even when I was down there, very rare to see other, other girls down there too. Yeah, for sure. And it's actually funny because in my college gym, the first floor is all cardio. The second floor is the weight room. And then um, the third and fourth, third and fourth floor have like a mix of both, but still cardio on both floors. And so, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people are scared of the second floor and that's where all the gym bros are at. And mm-hmm. honestly, it's kind of funny because, you know, you go into, you go in there and half, I mean, not, not trying to shit on it, but half the gym bros are doing it with like wrong form and right. things like that. So yeah. Why don't we talk a little bit about sort of what your lowest point was and how you got out of it. Yeah, for sure. So obviously my eating disorder was like, it was a very pivotal and life-changing thing for me, but it was a huge struggle and not something that like you struggle with for like a few months. Like this is something that persisted for me for like years and years and years um, until I was really able to get out of it both physically and mentally. But I would say definitely the lowest point of it was that day that was like, oh shit. Like I knew I was struggling, but I didn't know I had an eating disorder. And I think it's super important for people to understand that there's a difference between disordered eating and an eating disorder for sure. Um, while there can be similar tendencies, it, I thought I struggled with, you know, those caught up in diet culture, which are the women that I help now today, but there are, there is a difference. And when you, uh, you know, struggle with an eating disorder, it consumes your brain. And it's like, it's crazy. Like you really lose control. So it was actually my birthday, March 8th, um, of my freshman year of college that a doctor told me that she would send me into inpatient if I wasn't already 18. And I was like, oh crap, like I need to make a change. I had to get an EKG with my heart. My heart rate was super, super low, like to a really unhealthy level. She like basically didn't even want me walking around my college campus. And I was like, okay, I need to do something. And while I saw therapists and so then like I saw therapists because we had insurance to cover it. And I saw nutritionists at, at school and different things like that, but really nothing stuck at stuck. And I continued to like dig this hole deeper for myself, honestly, because I wasn't trusting in things. I wasn't getting that education that I needed um, to really, I'm such an education back person. And my goal throughout the entirety, entire of it was to really just be my healthiest self. And I, 
took it to a extreme, which ended up in my eating disorder. I wanted to be super, super healthy. Right. So I cut out everything and anything that society told me was even the slightest bit bad. And that's kind of what spiraled me. Right. But I never, you know, in the therapy, therapy was great. Um, but in the therapy and in the nutritionist never really got that background education that I needed to truly trust a different way of going about things. Um, and eventually I hired my coach who taught me about macros and that was the education that I needed. That was the proof that I needed. I changed my major, like I said, to nutrition. So I was taking nutrition courses and really learning about, okay, diet culture is marketing to our orbitally obese population. Like what diet culture is marketing to and what they're sharing is not what's healthy for me and a a normal college athlete at the end of the day, who needs much more than even if you're average person. Totally. And also like diet culture. Also, there are definitely companies like the, you know, lose 20 pounds with this tea kind of thing that are, first of all, not science-based at all. Second of all, harmful. Um, And that, like, they just prey on people for their sole purpose of money. Right. And that's sad. Like, that's cruel, you know, like, so that's another thing with diet culture is I really feel like there's definitely like multiple sides to it, but overall, um, because uh, when someone says, oh, like I'm going on a diet, you, I mean, it can be a range of things. It can be, oh, like I'm going on a super low calorie diet or it's like, oh, you know, I'm cutting out a hundred calories a week. And there's such a big difference with that. So yeah, yeah. I think probably the most problematic thing in diet culture is it gets such a bad rep because the media portrays really bad things. Yeah, for sure. And I think diet culture though, like you said, like they're all about, let me get your money um, and give you a diet. Whereas what people out there truly need lifestyle and mindset shifts in order to truly be able to create that lifestyle that you're after in order to truly be able to be your healthiest self. Yeah, totally. And also a lot of times these um, quick fixes, whatever you want to call them, are not a healthy way to go about it, right? You don't want to lose a ton of weight in right weeks. That's not not good for your body. It's also not sustainable. And the chances of you regaining everything and going right back to the start or even worse off than you started. Most are super high worst. because yeah, because you're not doing it in a sustainable way. And also like you don't have the right mindset around it. And I think yeah. that's huge. Yeah, for sure. Mindset is a huge piece of your journey as a, as a whole. Yeah. So building off mindset, mm-hmm. um, do you want to tell us a little bit about sort of what your mindset shift looked like? Yeah, for sure. So like I said, you know, that day was a pivotal point for me, but I was continuing to struggle eventually. So that happened in March, eventually down in June is when I ended up hiring my coach and physically got myself back to a super good place, got better habits. So I was eating enough. Your girl was eating like 3000 calories a day, yeah. trying to put on the pack back on the pounds. Right. And eventually by the end of that year, so I think it was like November, December, I was back into the gym. So mm-hmm. I was like completely not working out, doing yoga and things like that. Mm-hmm. But eventually got back into strength training and went to the gym and kind of like did that for a year, but <clears throat> still mentally really, really struggling. Like I was set, like I said, mm-hmm. like this was a year of struggling, right. um, but I was mentally struggling and didn't realize it. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of going about my routine of like what made me feel good, what was comfortable for me because I was now physically healthy and I could almost put on that like curtain, like I could live behind a curtain. And it wasn't until my junior year, um, I studied abroad in Australia and kind of almost like in January and I kind of almost like rebounded there. Like I, mm-hmm. like I was out of my routine and yeah. went back into old habits. So after that study abroad trip, I went on a cruise right after it with some fitness friends that I had met through Instagram and through starting mm-hmm. that account. And, um, they really opened my eyes to like, Gab, you are really, really struggling much deeper than you think you are. And mm-hmm. it was like a wake up call to me. It was like, Oh shit. Like, I need to push myself way more outside of my comfort zone. I need someone to like, I need to reach out for more help. Um, I need someone to hold me a little bit more accountable in things outside of really just macros and training. Um, Like I need to utilize my coach for more of a lifestyle shift too. Um, And I need to use these girls that, you know, I can relate to on a much deeper level. And I think that's what really helped shift my mindset was I'm not alone in this. There's other people who have been through this struggle and I am not this struggle. You know, it really showed me that ability to move past it. I didn't think that Ed or eating disorder, I called my, I called my eating disorder name Fred. And I tell everyone, (laughs) my mom helped me come up with a name. We called him Fred because it's like, like eating disorder. Oh, there you go. That's so, so. Um, it really helps show me that I have the potential to move forward and to not label myself as someone with an eating disorder because I constantly did. And so they really helped me um, feel more comfortable and confident with one, sharing my journey um, and two, not feeling not feeling labeled by my journey because they never saw me as an eating disorder until they met me. Um, I, because I masked it through social media and it really showed me like, okay, if I'm constantly living in my life as so as a girl with an eating disorder, I'm going to continue to have habits of a girl with an eating disorder. I need to detach myself from my struggle. My struggle is in the past, or it is something I'm still struggling with right now, but it's not who I am. And it doesn't define me. Um, and I think that mental shift, that mental shift one uh, is uh, like, I'm not my struggle or you're right. not your yeah, that's so that mental shift number one and then two just having a support system that helps me feel more comfortable becoming uncomfortable or getting uncomfortable for sure yeah and I think I yeah I definitely want to um go back and talk a little bit more about sort of what you mentioned is that you are not your struggle and I think that's so important for everyone to hear regardless of what your struggle is maybe you're going through a really difficult breakup maybe you know you like people have all different kinds of struggles whether it be emotional physical whatever it is like you are not your struggle and I think honestly when people are struggling they kind of want to hide it because there's almost a shame that goes with it because people think oh like I'm my struggle right that doesn't have to be the case and that shouldn't be the case so I think a really big part of a mindset shift is, you know, identifying, okay, why is your mindset like this? And then what you said is like splitting yourself off from this label because you're not 
your struggle. I think that that's super important. I think also like understanding, like I still struggle. My struggles are just different. And every single person in this world has struggles. Oh, yeah. We never look at other people as their struggles. So why do totally. we think other people look at us as their struggles? And yeah. I think it's healthy. Like we have to understand it's healthy to struggle. That's how we grow. That's how we move forward. You need to feel your negative emotions. You need to let it out. I yeah. cry. I, I'm like the biggest cry baby, but <laughs> <laughs> they're not always bad tears. And I don't think crying is a bad thing, but in order to really move forward, we need to release these negative emotions and you need to feel, I think something that I, I struggle with to this day and right now is struggling because I feel almost guilty for having issues because I am so blessed and have so much in my life. And so I feel like I'm not, almost worthy of struggling. And I think that's another yeah. issue that a lot of people run into. Um, and it's like, okay, like you're allowed to struggle. Yeah, for sure. So like with my, um, story, so I mean, I'm not going to re-explain the whole thing here. I kind of talked right. about it on the first episode, but, um, when I got badly injured in gymnastics, I was growing up, I was a competitive gymnast. I definitely felt my passion was ripped away from me. I felt like I didn't have an identity anymore, all of these things. And I definitely felt the label, I am injured. Not I have an injury, but I am injured. I'm so much more than just an injury. Right. And I think that having the mindset of, instead of kind of the victim mindset, it's, oh, okay, this happened. How am I going to shift it, turn around my mindset and make this a learning experience and grow from this moment? Yeah. I love that victim that you brought up the victim mindset. I definitely know that like labeling myself as my struggle is something that like isolated me from all of my friends. Yeah. Um, and really just continued to force me into my struggle instead of growing from my struggle. Yeah, for sure. And then the other thing that you brought up that I wanted to talk about briefly is having a community of people that you can be open and vulnerable with and that you don't have to pretend like you're not struggling. You need to be able to detach yourself from your struggle in order to create that community around you. Um, I think, you know, creating that community around you really shows you that you're not alone in your struggle. Today, I'm not so much of an open book. And I think that comes back to the struggle that I was talking about with, I feel guilty for my struggles, I think today, because mm -hmm. I'm in a much healthier place. I'm in a place of right. so much more abundance and happiness and right. success in my life. And so these struggles are things that I don't open up about, but I feel guilty for them. So it's harder for me to open up about them and, you know, find a community of people um, who I can relate to and who sure. can support me through that. But um, yeah, that's, I, I think that, you know, having a community and having support is huge. And it definitely does come with having confidence in your ability to be not labeled by your struggle and be that true person that you are and just understand you are struggling with something and that's okay. We all do. How can we detach ourselves from that and then seek help in order to kind of like rewire our brain, honestly? Yeah, for sure. So the two things that I want to bring up about that is first, you're allowed to struggle. And I'm trying, I'm saying this to everyone who's listening. It doesn't matter if, you know, you have so many difficult things going on in your life or if it seems like your life is perfect, no one's life is perfect. Okay. Like you're allowed to struggle. I know like, doesn't matter what the struggle is. So many people struggle with anxiety and depression and things that you don't see from the outside, not like a physical injury that you see. And 
you're allowed to have, you know, quote unquote, a really amazing life and still struggle. A lot of people feel sort of this shame about like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be struggling because, you know, there are people that have it much worse off than I do. Like, it's so selfish of me to struggle, but that's, you know, everyone struggles regardless of what your circumstances are. So that should be normalized. That's the first thing. And the second thing is the reason why I created this Power Over Pain podcast and community is because I want people to be able to open up about their struggles and feel like they have a supportive community. Even if, you know, everyone's struggling with something different, you're not alone. Like if you're struggling, you are not alone. Other people are struggling, whether you see it or not. So hopefully, you know, with having guests on and people coming on and sharing their struggles, people will feel more inspired to either A, feel like, okay, it's okay to have struggles. It's okay to open up and um, work through them. Everyone has struggles. It's normal. And also hopefully feel inspired to overcome their struggles and power through their struggles. Yeah, for sure. I think that that is an amazing summary. And I'm really excited for what this podcast is to bring with more guests and all of that kind of stuff, because I think that it will help create a community and it will help, you know, normalize certain issues that people are struggling with. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Do you want to go ahead and plug your social media so people know where to find you? Of course. Of course. Again, my name is Gabby. You can find me on Instagram as Gabville, G-A-B-V-I-L-L-E underscore fitness. That is my personal account. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I loved this. This is my first podcast ever. I feel so awesome. You are my first guest on the podcast. (laughs) So, you know, it's all around new things. I love it. Awesome. If you watched till or listened till the end of this podcast, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed. Be sure to leave any reviews. Honestly, I don't even know how the reviews work. So if you want to go ahead and leave a review, sometimes. Five stars. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next time.